You're listening to the Purpose Filter Podcast, the show that shares deathbed wisdom and actionable shortcuts to help you live a better life. I'm Dr. Louie Zhang, certified coach, hypnotist, hospice and palliative care doctor, and human being being human. I'm on a mission to help you improve your quality of life while you're still living and One of the ways is to share with you this episode, which is a highly requested topic about the difference between coaching and therapy. I'm gonna break down the similarities, the differences, what each of them are, and how to make a informed decision for you about which one is right for you during this point in your life. Take a listen and let me know what you think. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week here on the show. As you heard in the introduction, this episode is all about coaching versus therapy. This is a question that I get asked pretty much every week, if not multiple times a week. And so I did a poll on Instagram, and a lot of people actually wanted to hear about this topic. So this is where we are. To start off, I do want to make some disclaimers. One, I am a medical doctor, a physician. I'm not a therapist. I have received therapy and coaching and at some points simultaneously. I am a certified coach and a certified hypnotist. And what I want to share is how I see the similarities and differences between the two and share with you how those experiences were for me so that you can take this information and the topics that I expand upon in this episode and decide for yourself which one is better suited for you at this time or at whichever time in the future that you decide that you may want to get a therapist or a coach. Okay, so let's start off with definitions. What is therapy. And I'm pulling this straight from the website from the American Psychiatric Association. Okay. It says psychotherapy is a type of treatment that can help individuals experiencing a wide array of mental health conditions and emotional challenges. Psychotherapy can help not only alleviate symptoms, but also certain types of psychotherapies can help identify the psychological root causes of one's condition so a person can function better and have enhanced emotional well-being and healing. So that was straight from the horse's mouth. And on the other side, what is coaching? I took this from the International Coaching Federation's website as well. And it defines coaching as partnering with clients in a thought provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. The process of coaching often unlocks previously untapped sources of imagination, productivity, and leadership. All right, so let's get that out of the way. And I'm going to break the main differences down into four topics, which is licensing, scope of practice, functioning, and fit. So let's start with the first one, licensing. So therapists, as you heard in the definition earlier, they treat mental health conditions, things like depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder. Like me as a doctor treating a medical condition like, let's say, pneumonia, I need a license to do that and therapists do as well. Now, therapists can be social workers, psychologists, psychiatrists, licensed counselors, and it varies by state 
And some can prescribe medication, some cannot. It really is dependent on where they're practicing. And the coaching industry, on the other hand, is probably less regulated compared to mental health and therapy. There is you know, a governing body, there's the ICF, and I think there's also the IAC that are putting in more standardized criteria for coach certification and all that stuff. And I think in a study in 2020, they estimated that 99% of the 70,000 plus coaches were had done some sort of coach-specific training. And yet still, because of the regulatory differences, Anyone can wake up in the morning and call themselves a coach, technically. They cannot call themselves a therapist because they don't, you can't just wake up and get a license, right? You have to take courses and degrees and all this stuff. But do not let this topic be your only criteria to work with someone. Like in medicine, you have probably met some amazing doctors and probably some not amazing ones as well, right? It's the same with therapy. It is the same with coaches. Some of the biggest names in the coaching industry have no formal degrees. And the most notable one is probably someone like Tony Robbins. He has, you know, he's Tony Robbins. Okay. Say what you want. The man creates results. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he's doing fine financially as well. All right. So the next topic is scope of practice. And for the sake of simplicity, I'm going to make a broad sweeping generalization first and then zoom in to discuss kind of the nuances. Okay. So a little background. I first started seeing a therapist in the fall of 2020 for passive suicidal ideations or thoughts. And I was also having panic attacks, which I didn't realize I was having at the time. I now know that's what I was having because now I know And I had a trauma therapist who was incredible. And I started receiving coaching probably at the beginning of 2021. And I had several months of both simultaneously. I, you know, quote unquote, graduated from therapy around spring or the summer of 2021. And I continue to get various forms of coaching now. And the way that I like to describe the difference for me for coaching and therapy was I was in a very deep, dark mental and emotional hole when I started therapy. And I always say that therapy got me out of that hole and back to feeling like myself, back to my kind of baseline. And then coaching got me to see what was possible for my future. Okay. And again, broad sweeping generalization first, generally, generally speaking, from my perspective and from what I've seen, therapy tends to be present and past focused. Coaching tends to be present and future focused. Now, don't come at me. Obviously, therapists will explore the future and coaches can explore the past. And there is overlap in both. Okay. And I will say for me that after a certain point, I felt like therapy and some of the coaching that I was getting was also a little bit too cognitive for me. Like I wanted to get a little bit deeper beyond like what I could rationally think about. And I was like, you know, I know in my head like that I'm doing this, even though I don't want to be doing it. And so how do I get further? How do I get deeper than that? And so I wanted to get outside of my brain. And I think that's why I gravitated to the training and the type of coaching that I do now, which is combining the mind and the body through integrative coaching and strategies and hypnosis. Now, 
level. It's like everything is connected, mind, body, spirit, and it feels much, much more cohesive for me. That may or may not be what you need or you want, but it's something to consider when you're thinking about what you're going to pursue. The third topic is functioning. Now, this is likely the only area where I'll make a recommendation of which one you should choose rather than kind of give you background and explain to you and let you decide for yourself. What I will say is that if you are having trouble with activities of daily living, like getting out of bed, going to work, feeding yourself, cleaning yourself, cleaning your house, paying the bills, things like that, that let's say for me, when I was at my normal, I could do. But when I was in a deep, dark hole, like I was having trouble doing some of these, not all of them, but I was having trouble doing some of them. If you're having that, my suggestion is to start with a therapist or a psychiatrist or someone who handles mental health conditions specifically. And I believe actually the coaching societies, they tend to recommend the same thing, especially if someone is like actively suicidal or that sort of thing. It's not meant to be a replacement for psychotherapy. Now, do not get me wrong. I've had clients who on the initial consult, it was just them crying for like 40 minutes and they needed to do that. And that was okay. And after working together after sessions, they're like, wow, I'm so different compared to then. You know, I've gotten people out of bed when they were having trouble, but I would say that many coaches aren't really comfortable or equipped to handle that compared to a therapist. Okay. So if something is going on in your life to the point where you're having trouble functioning, like from a mental health condition in general, that is something that is better addressed by a therapist first, or maybe even concurrently at the same time as a coach. Okay. So the fourth topic to talk about is fit. So everyone learns and everyone teaches differently right? It's the reason why one, let's say, motivational speaker can say one thing and another one will say the exact same thing, but kind of in their way. And you're like, oh my God, I've never thought about it that way before. Even though a lot of all of this advice and coaching and all this stuff is essentially repackaged material, just formatted in a way through the person's own filter, right? The way I say something is different than the way Oprah would say it is different than the way Marie Forleo would say it is different than the way, you know, your father or is different from the way that your friend or mentor would say. So much of therapy and coaching is about growth and learning how to care for your mental health, how to regulate your own emotions. And so each person has their own communication style, whether they're a therapist or a coach. And also, maybe you want someone who shares things in common with you aside from the way that you think about things, right? Or the way that you learn. Maybe it's attributes like gender, your age group, your occupation, ethnicity, religion, or maybe shared experiences like being divorced, being the middle child, owning a pet. It doesn't really matter, but it matters what you want specifically. So how do you know? Find a way to get into that person's kind of sphere, their world before you pay them money or before you sign up with them, right? There's social media. 
people's email lists. Maybe you can read their blogs or articles. You can talk to their past clients or read, you know, testimonials. You can listen to their podcasts. However, they are sharing themselves with the world as a way to say, hey, I might be able to help you. Then that's something for you to then examine and be like, oh, wait, you know, maybe I do like how they're talking about this one topic, et cetera, et cetera. And many therapists and coaches will do initial consultations either for free or for a low cost. Some of them, obviously, because of how they've grown, can no longer do one-on-one and they have group coaching programs or that that's their preference. And that's okay too. Again, you have to decide for yourself, what am I going to feel more comfortable with? What is going to be the best investment of my time, money, and energy, and what do I want most from this relationship with this person, right? The other thing that I want you to think about in FIT is what are your goals? And again, if you pay for a service, a product, whatever, you're going to want results for everything that you're investing in there beyond just the monetary value, right? It's time, it's energy, it's what you could be doing something else with that instead of what you are paying for. And so let's say your goal is, I don't know, to explore how your past childhood trauma is manifesting in your current adult life and how to heal from that. My suggestion would be therapy, right? If your goal is, let's say, I want to figure out what my passions are and I want to start a side hustle and I want to cut back from my nine to five job in two years, you know, probably a coach and specifically someone who could do that would be more helpful. And let's face it, sometimes your goals are not as clear as those two examples and that's okay. But if you have some sort of a sense, if you can articulate that to, let's say, the therapist or coach on your initial consultation, that might be really helpful to help them guide you as to whether they can help you or not. And then the other thing I want to mention is I've heard from some people that you know therapy didn't really work for me or coaching didn't really work for me or we didn't mesh If you don't mesh with someone, that's perfectly fine, okay? That happens. It's kind of like dating. Hopefully, after you date someone and it didn't quite work out, you don't just be like, dating's not for me. I'm just going to live alone for the rest of my life. Hopefully, you're like, okay, well, that person and I did not get along. And maybe there's someone else out there that I will get along with, right? Same thing with a therapeutic relationship, a coaching relationship as well. So in my mind, for me, and for many, many, many people who have experienced it, therapy does work. Coaching does work. Maybe you signed up for coaching, but what you really needed was therapy. Maybe vice versa. Maybe, and I don't know if this is true for you, but, and this might be hard to hear, you weren't ready or you were unable to do the work required for you to see results from therapy and coaching. Sometimes that happens and that's okay, right? And what I hope with this is to help you keep an open mind that maybe it wasn't you, maybe it wasn't them, maybe it's not that it doesn't work and there was something else going on that didn't make it as effective and that's okay, right? And finally, I wanted to share that It's not either therapy or coaching. It is both therapy and coaching. 
I firmly, firmly believe that everyone should get therapy. And I firmly believe that everyone should receive coaching, period, end of story. I will die on that hill. All right. And I will say that my clients who have had therapy are more in tune with their emotions and how to relate to them. And they tend to be more self-aware as well, which helps with everything in their life, which isn't to say that if you haven't received therapy, coaching's not going to work for you. It's just what I've noticed that they complement each other. And ultimately, it is about your quality of life. What's going to help you most? What do you need most at this point in your life? And any good therapist or coach will likely say that they themselves do not have the answers because our clients oftentimes will come to us hoping for an answer. How do I do this? What What's wrong with me? Blah, blah, blah. We believe you already have the answers and we can help serve as a mirror and as a guide for you. And the better that a coach, a therapist, a counselor or mentor, anyone can do that for you, the better chances that you have of healing, of growing, of thriving, of being more emotionally well-regulated, of then being able to show up more for your friends, your colleagues, your family and the broader world in general. That is how we as individuals, just as human beings, can then extend our impact, can then influence the ripple effect going outwards and eventually change the world, maybe a little bit. So there you have it. Similarities and differences between coaching and therapy. And I hope that these topics help you make an informed decision as to which one is best for you. And If you have questions about coaching, hypnosis, or any of that stuff, feel free to send me a DM at Purpose Filter on Instagram. And if you want to experience what my style of coaching is like in real life for yourself, I've got two spots, two left for the rest of 2023. I know it's a hectic time of year. And if you can start having momentum, creating real change during a extremely hectic time of year, just think of how much easier it'll be in January when you are like extra motivated because the new year is upon you. All right. Click the link in the show notes. And as always, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. See you next week.